Brilliance Audio presents the unabridged recording of Direct Fire by A.J. Tata, performed by Jonathan Davis. Jackknife cracked the shadow box and removed the Colt forty-five pistol, thinking, in case of emergency, break glass. To Jackknife, the need for this specific pistol wasn't so much an emergency as it was part of an elaborate plan. Keeping a towel wrapped around the punching hand, Jackknife was able to avoid any incriminating lacerations from the razor-sharp shards of glass. Knowing what kind of pistol was in the mounted display on the wall of Major General Bob Savage's oak-paneled study, deep in the bowels of the man's secretive vast estate, Jackknife had already secured the magazine and ammunition from the desk drawer. Savage was the enigmatic commander of JSOC, or the Joint Special Operations Command at Fort Bragg, North Carolina. Jackknife knew that Savage was not home this evening. That someone had sent the general a secure text message, asking him to meet at a discreet location. The pistol slid easily from its red velvet background, into which two mounting pegs had been secured. Jackknife's latex-gloved hands caressed the pistol, as if holding a large, precious gem. The weapon was heavy, and perfect in every way, for tonight's mission. Jackknife retraced the route used to breach the secure compound, hiked a mile through the forest, cut through a golf course, and located the cash-purchased gray 2002 Ford Taurus. Cranking the engine, Jackknife laid the Colt forty-five on the towel on the passenger seat, folded the towel over the pistol, then placed it beneath the driver's seat with the magazine and ammunition. The drive to Charlotte took over two hours because Jackknife drove the speed limit the entire way. Passing a few police officers around 9 p.m., the vehicle gave off no suspicion of DUI, speeding, or reckless endangerment. Though Jackknife's mission was completely reckless and dangerous. Arriving at the pre-planned spot on the far side of the country club of Charlotte, Jackknife parked in a dirt lot used to gain access to the golf course maintenance shed. It was out of the way, hidden from the members who didn't care to see the maintenance personnel who kept their course in pristine condition. Jackknife walked across several golf holes and followed a rehearsed route along number five, went around a pond, hit some muddy spots, and walked into the backyard of the target. Having scouted the security system and overall security posture of the home, Jackknife knew that despite all of the warnings to the person who was about to die, this part of the plan might actually go smoothly. Now, at 10.30 p.m., Jackknife came up the back deck of the Georgian Brick Mansion. After retrieving a lockpick set from the inner coat pocket, Jackknife first checked the doorknob that led to the kitchen. Unlocked. This was that kind of neighborhood. Friendly neighbors. Tall pines and magnolias dotted the mature gated community like sentries keeping watch. Signs said neighborhood watch. Gate guards were at the road entrances, though no guards protected against cutting across the twice-mowed golf greens and fairways. After returning the pick set to the coat pocket, Jackknife carefully opened the door, listening for any alarm beep or indicator. After a minute of remaining perfectly still, adapting to the environment, 
Jackknife quietly closed the door and navigated through the house to the stairs. The muddy, rubber-soled boots were too big but necessary for the job, in part because they ensured quiet movement. Jackknife ascended the stairs thinking, the master bedroom is on the left at the end of the hallway. 